Okay. Welcome to the Souls Outreach Ministry. This is Apostle Marcus Hughes Senior coming to you tonight. I want to say we're thankful and we're so glad that each and every one of you take this moment, this time out to listen to this broadcast. We'd like to say we love you in Jesus' name. Want to take you into the Word of God tonight, but we're going to have prayer first and then um, we'll get into the Word of the Lord. We want every person to be encouraged about what God is doing in this day, in this time, and in this hour. Uh, we certainly know that this is a time and a moment that all of God's people, children of God, certainly should be very much encouraged and also need to be very steadfast and always unmovable in the things of the Lord. So we just want to talk to each and every one of you tonight. And we just pray God bless you richly with all wisdom and spiritual understanding in Jesus' name. Now we say unto you, we say unto you this night that we just we just pray that God will continue his good will and work in your life. We want to say to the body of Christ, we love you in Jesus' name. We pray that the word of God is constantly blessing you and teaching you, uh, encouraging your heart, and, uh, and that you can continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We also have some announcements we'd like to also make before we get into the word tonight. We'd like to encourage the body of Christ and, um, and many of you all that listen to this uh, broadcast, we'd like for you to know that uh, we have church services every uh, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And we also have every service at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. That's 11 o'clock Sunday morning at 11 a.m. We'd love to see you come and be in these services, hear what the Word of God is saying. Uh, I'm sure that if you listen to the Word of God, it would be a blessing to you and that you would begin to just know the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself. Nothing can stop the power of God from working in your life. Also, we want to remind you that on March the 24th and 25th, we will be in uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas. I will, I will announce this again next weekend, but we will be in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and we will be there to service nights with Apostle Brian Carter. We will also, we will be speaking as the Holy Spirit give us the utterance to speak, and we pray God that many souls will be touched, many people will be encouraged, and many people will go forward and keep going and keep pressing, because we do know that we are living in the last times and the last days. So we would like to encourage you, if you could be in those services, and we just pray that these services also will be broadcast that you get an opportunity to listen to these services and i know that god will bless you for it also we want to remind you we have a television ministry on vtn that's vtn um, um channel 25 vtn and we're there every sunday night at 11 30. that's sunday night at 11 30. love for you to come listen to the messages be a blessing to this ministry. If the word of God is touching you, it is blessing you, then help us also get this word out to others. We, we certainly need your support in this day and time to carry this message on. I know within my heart that God put us there, so we know that God will keep us there. We just need your support. Let us know that you'll partner with us and you will support us in the ministry. And we also in these, uh, we'll be giving you some 
uh, numbers or phone number where you can reach us and also that you'll be able to denote, uh, I mean, you'll be able to donate to this ministry and be a blessing to it. And we know that it's certainly going to be a blessing to you, not only to you, but people that you also help, help by uh, help supporting this ministry so they also can hear the gospel. We want people to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So please keep those uh, messages and keep those uh, um, things in mind, uh, what we are doing and what we will be doing. We're totally concerned about the ministry and about what's happening in this day. We're not preaching just because we can preach. We're preaching because people need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. More than anything, people should be more supportive to ministry. It's not always money, but money is one of the great things to help ministry, especially on airtime. But it's important that people would, would also tell others about the ministry. I'm sure many of us got loved ones. We got friends. We just know people and even some of your relatives know people. Please you know, incite, excite them and tell them about the ministry. Tell them to listen to the word of God. And we pray that they'll be blessed. They'll cheer and be blessed because this is what it's all about. It's all about us being a blessing one to another. So we want you to do that. This is not something just to be spoken, just to be spoken. But this is because God speaks his messages so it can touch the hearts of his people. So remember those things. And I know that God will bless you for it. So also just keep those things in mind and let's stay prayerful in this day and in this time. Encourage one another as the Holy Spirit will give you uh, the, the, the utterance and the word uh, to speak into one another's lives. So let's have a word of prayer and then we're going to get ready to go into the word of the Lord tonight. And I pray God that the word of the Lord just be a blessing to you. And I know that God always, always want to bless his people through his word. Always want to bless them. Amen. We want to speak to everybody. Tell, tell the sick, the loveless, the depressed, the oppressed. Uh, tell many of them, encourage them to, to listen to the word of God. And sometime when Facebook time is coming, uh, podcasts, um, uh, television, ministry, however, uh, you know, get other people together, get them around. Say, let's just sit down and listen. And you may be surprised of who God may speak to a touch in that moment and in that hour because you did your part of ministering and making sure that they got a chance to hear the gospel of our salvation. So I'm sure that there's many people that need to hear the gospel of our salvation in this hour. They need to know there's hope when it looks like there's against hope that at the time that we're living in, that uh, our only true security is in Jesus Christ. It's not in anything else. It's only in Christ Jesus. So let's go to a word of prayer. We're going to go to a word of prayer. We're going to say we thank God once again for all of you are listening. We thank God on behalf of myself, First Lady Victoria, and all the saints of the Most High God. We pray that you continue to have an outreach in your spirit, continue to to keep on spreading the good news. If you're a spreader of the gospel, keep on doing it. Let nothing by no means uh, cause you to, to cease from spreading the gospel in this hour. Tell somebody about Jesus. Time for the body of Christ to grow up, God's people to grow up. Get away from all this foolishness and stuff that, you know, the devil is using, using so many things trying to hinder, but he can't stop. I don't care what he does. I know that he cannot stop. I know that God's going to use people that's strong in their faith, that's going to believe on to the Satan of their soul. They're not going to let anything 
by no means stop them from keep going forward. So that's what I'll encourage to you, no matter what wilderness you're in, no matter what you're dealing with, you have to have a mind made up that I'm just going to keep on pressing. And I know if you keep pressing, God's going to keep blessing. So let's uh, have a word of prayer, and then we will go into the word of the Lord tonight. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you right now. Lord, all things is for the glory of you. It's for your honor. It's for your thanks. It's for your praise. God, whatever we do, you told us to do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. Now, God, we pray, God, and we ask you, Jesus, to touch the hearts and the minds and the souls of your people. No one can be saved. No one can come to the Father but through you, Jesus. You're the mediator between God and man and the man Christ Jesus. Now, Father, I thank you and I praise you. Thank you that you called us and chose us into this work. Thank you that you chose this work of grace, God. And we pray, God, let the word of you, God, prick our hearts tonight. Touch us in a way, God of the heavens. Cause us, God, to say yes to you, Jesus. Master God, we know all your promises are yes and amen by Christ Jesus. We know that, God, you're not against us, but you're for us. And God, you said, if you be for us, who can be against us? You're more than the whole world against us. Now, Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we appreciate you. And I thank you for all those that God hungers and thirsts for your righteousness, God, because they shall be filled. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, God bless you tonight, friend. I want you to go, if you have a Bible, I want you to go with me to the book of Romans, the sixth chapter. The sixth chapter of the book of Romans. And I'm going to talk to you about yielding yourselves to God. You know, this is a very, very important thing that we yield ourselves to God. And, um, you know, it's more than talking about God, but yielding ourselves to God. You know, many times people think because I talk, talk a lot, that makes me so spiritual. But it's not about what we talk about. It's what we yield to. It's more so what we yield to than it is just about what we talk about. We all can talk about God. We can talk about the goodness of God. We can talk about how loving God is, and we know that he is. But it's also yielding to God. We must yield to the things of God. We must yield to what's right. When we yield to it, that's a true sign that we are serving of what we yield to. It's, so it's not just about talking about it. It's about yielding to it. So the Bible tells us, over in Romans, the sixth chapter, and we're going to start at verse one, six and verse one. And this was the Apostle Paul when he when he he wrote the, the book of Romans. And this was Apostle Paul as he was speaking. And it comes from verse one. He said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace me about? Now, Paul said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue? In other words, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Then he says, God forbid. In other words, God forbid for us to continue in sin. God forbid. And he says, how shall we that are dead to sin? Now, to be dead to something means it's no longer alive. It has to be when something is dead, we usually bury it. We put it out of sight. So it's the same thing as when we start we being dead to sin. We put we 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 bury we bury those things. We put them out of sight because we're dead to them. They're not operating in our lives anymore because we're dead to it. So the apostle Paul said, "Well, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in it? That grace may abound. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to it? Now, any of us that has accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior." We know that we should be dead to 
sin. We should no longer be living in it because we're dead to it. Somebody said, yes, but I have so many things coming up against me. I have so many things. We all have things trying to come up against us. But yet and still, we still have to be dead to sin, and we have to live no longer in it. Because if we're not dead to it, then that means we still are alive in it. That means we still yielding to it. So the Bible said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may again? God forbid. How shall we? So we means there is a people of God. There is children of God that are dead to sin. They're no longer living a sinful life. They're no longer yielding to sin. Or they're yielding their, their, their members. Their members is your members of your body as instruments, as unto unrighteousness, as unto sin. So how many know it's what you yield to? We should no longer be living in sin. I don't care how we try to excuse it and make excuses for if we are dead to something, we no longer live in it because we're dead to that. So he says, uh, God forbid, verse two, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? That's a question. Then he said, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized as dead. Now he said, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into the death. Now, we know that Christ Jesus died for the sins of the world. Now, we know we will be baptized into Jesus Christ. We was baptized also into his death. That's what Jesus died for. He died for the sins of the world. And as I spoke earlier, when you die, you bury things that's dead. You bury it, you put it out of sight. That's that's the purpose of dead. You, it's, it's not alive anymore. You don't have to worry about anything dead. It's just like many of us worry about a lot of stuff like oppression and depressions and all kinds of things. But when you're dead to something, your oppressor don't have any more authority or rule over you. Sin don't have any more rule over you. The purpose of God bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt is that they would no longer be a servant and a slave to, to un, unrighteous masters or taskmasters, or under the, the, the king, under King Pharaoh's domain. So therefore, when God frees us from something, we're free from bondage. We're free from sin. We're free from anything that would keep us in the captivity. Because therefore, we've been buried with him in, into Christ, into the baptism of his death. That's why Jesus died for the sins of the world. We've been baptized with the baptism unto death. Not just the water baptism, as so many people think, well, well, I just get the water baptism, I'm all right. That's why they had to repent first of sin and be baptized. And then in other cases, some of them repented and was later baptized, and some of them was, 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 was baptized, but it's always about confessing sin. It was all about them being baptized into Jesus Christ. That means we die with him. He died for the sins of the world, and we're dead to the sins of the world. So therefore, we're being baptized into Jesus Christ. We're baptized into what? His death. That's the thing that you want to keep in mind. We're baptized into his death. Now, the Bible says in verse 4, therefore, we are buried with him. So if you notice something, we are buried with him by the baptism into death. So that means just like Christ died 
And just like he died for the sins of the world, and, and when you receive Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, and you being baptized into Jesus Christ, you're buried with him. That means that old, that old, that old, that old sinful nature, that sinful body is buried with Jesus. That's the reason why Jesus died, because he died for the sins of the world. So we are buried with him in the baptism and into death. And then he also says it, and that like as Christ raised up from the dead. Now, he raised up from the dead, which is a type of the resurrection. In other words, when we are baptized into Jesus Christ, we are buried with him in the baptism of the dead. We rise like him. When we're willing to submit ourselves to God, when we really do to repent and give our lives wholeheartedly to God, when we realize, when we when we really uh, make up our minds that I'm going to live by the grace of God, it's not by any power of your own. It's about it's about you yielding. You yield to the Holy Spirit. You yield to the Holy Spirit. I mean, know the, the many people that receive even the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's because they yield to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit did just overtake them and overshadow them without them yielding to the Holy Spirit. When Jesus told the disciples, go back to Jerusalem until they be endured with power from on high, it's simply because they yield to the Holy Spirit. They yield their members as instruments unto righteousness. They yield themselves to God so God can begin to use them. Now, you have to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. It's not that God's going to come in and tear you, tear you and make himself come into you. No, you yield yourself. You yield yourselves to the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to use these members of your body as instruments unto righteousness. Now we know that most people uses, most people uses themselves, and uh, and uh, just like when we was when we was in sins and our past sins, and many of us was in our past lifestyle, we yield ourselves. We have to yield ourselves to lying. Yield ourselves to cursing. Yield ourselves to doing something that's contrary to God. Yield ourselves to being disobedient. See, there's a lot of disobedience going on because people yielding to it. They yield themselves. They're not becoming the servants of righteousness as God wants them because when you come to serve right, you yield yourself to righteousness. God don't make you do something because you tear somebody else down don't make you righteous. No, you yielding yourself to an unrighteous spirit. An unrighteous call. And so therefore, when we do that, we're not yielding ourselves to God. So Paul began to teach them, verse 4 again, he said, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. So therefore, if we are buried with Christ in the baptism unto death, then we should also like as Christ raised. Now, how many know, just like Christ raised up from the dead. Now, how many know if he, he's, he, he, the body is sown. We sown and, and, and we laying down this, this old sinful body, but we raise it up and we rise up with a new body or a new lifestyle. So therefore, you know, we are buried with him in the baptism of the dead. We lay down just like Christ. We're planted together in the likeness of his death. And so therefore, if we are buried with the baptism, then we should also rise with him in the likeness of his resurrection. Why? Because we yielding to him. We yield to his word. We yield to the grace of God. We know that by grace we are saved through faith, and that's a gift of God. The grace of God does not give us the right to think, oh, because I do anything, I'm okay. Now, grace is there. The gospel is there. Even if any man sin, we know that he have an advocate with the Father. But yet and still, if we have, a, if we have an advocate with the Father, we know that 
in order for us to continue on with God, we must yield to the Holy Spirit. We still have to repent over that sin because God forbid, how shall we do the dead to us? So when you're yielding and you're being baptized into Christ, you're yielding to the Holy Spirit. And so therefore, as Christ was buried, buried and raised, so shall we also be in the likeness. Now, listen to what it said. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. See, it was the glory of the Father that raised him. It was by God's glory. Just like it's the glory of God that raised us up. Us up. We was in sin. We was dead in sin. We was dead in trespasses. And Paul spoke, I believe, over in the book of Colossians, say, but the handwritings of ordinances that was against us, he blotted them out. So have you know all the things that 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 was against you, they was blotted out. They they're no longer can be whole against you when you when you're being baptized into Jesus Christ and in and being buried with him in the baptism of death, like as he raised from the dead, listen to this very careful. Like as he raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. We have to think about that word glory. The glory of the Father. Amen. So it's by the glory of the Father that we, we should be what? Even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. Now, it was the glory of the Father that Jesus was raised from the dead. And it's the glory of the Father that we be raised from the dead. That way, death has no more dominion over you. No more authority. Sin has no more dominion over you, no more authority. Now, you have to yield yourself to sin in order to yield yourself as become an instrument unto unrighteousness unto sin. You know, it's so easy to yield ourselves to unrighteousness, but it seems as though most people never take the moment and think about, I need to yield myself or yield these instruments as, as righteousness or, or as instruments unto God. And how do we do that? We yield ourselves to prayer. We yield ourselves to reading the Bible. We yield ourselves to going to church. We yield ourselves as listening to the word of God. We yield ourselves as instruments. And we use, we let God use the body because that's what God wants to use. The body is, is Lord. The Lord is for the body. So we allow God to use these bodies as instruments in his service. We cannot take the body of Christ and do anything with it because your body, you're whatever you yield yourself to. You're serving to whomever you obey. Now, we as the body of Christ should find ourselves yielding to the Holy Spirit. We should never be so bitter and upset that we don't want to yield to the Holy Spirit. And if we don't, we need to, we need to repent and we need to apologize so we can continue on in Christ Jesus. Because we only can become a servant to whom we obey. Listen very, very careful. Verse 5 tells us, so we know that, that God raised Jesus by his glory, even as he raised us up by his glory. He's going to raise us up by his glory. He's raising us up now as we hear the word of God. Yeah, God, God raises his people up by the glory of the Father. It's God's glory. And, and, and God wants his people to yield their members as instruments unto unrighteous, to righteousness of men. Now, we have to yield ourselves to God. Now, it also tells us, verse 5, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, if we've been planted in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. 
Now, how many know that we all we trust God? All of this is done by faith. We, we do this all by faith. We trust God by faith. We repent. We give our hearts to God. We say, God, here I am. Uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm yielding myself to your Holy Spirit. I'm yielding to what you're telling me to do. I give my life to you. So therefore, if I've been planted together in the likeness of his death, then I should have an expectation to rise also in the likeness of his resurrection. In other words, that's what my whole faith, my whole heart, my whole everything reaches out to is to be like him in the resurrection. Because I'm being planted together in the likeness of his death. I accepted that sin, I no longer will have sin to have dominion over me. You know, when you think about it, Jesus gave us power and authority over all the powers of the enemy. He never have chosen for you to be bound by anything but free from all sin and bondage, free from all deception, free from all oppression. The more that we understand this, the more that we will realize how free I really am. You know, the enemy tries to do anything he can to bring people back in the body, to yield their members. Once he can get you to yield your members as servants to unrighteousness, as unto sin, he know then I got you back. I got you back alive in the flesh. I got you back alive. Your members now is doing the things that, you know, that uh, uh, sin will want your members to be an instrument in. But as you yield yourself to God, as you witness to, to, to people about Jesus, as you tell people about Jesus, as you pray to Jesus, as you love on the Lord, as you love on your fellow man, you love on your brother, when you're obedient to those that have ruled over you, you're yielding yourselves to God. You're becoming an instrument. Whatever God tells me to do, when I'm witnessing, I'm witnessing for the glory of God. Everything is about Christ. Everything is about helping somebody else come alive. Everything is about uh, getting somebody else away from dead works. The most reason why most people never can enjoy themselves is because they spend more time doing killing and they spend more time uh, 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 yielding themselves to something that's trying to destroy or trying to hurt somebody than they do trying to help anybody. So therefore, they do more. They do more uh, arousing the flesh, arousing someone, uh, or creating some kind of animosity or some type of problem that's contrary to the word of God. When God said, "Yield your members as instruments," so your members got to become an instrument, just like a, a person a yield itself to play a guitar. The guitar don't play itself. The piano don't play itself. The organ don't play itself. Trombone, saxophone, flute, none of these. They don't play on their own. They're just instruments there. But they, when they yield themselves to that, then they start playing those instruments. When you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, then you become an instrument in his service, an instrument to serve God. You're no longer serving sin. You're no longer serving the devil's interests anymore. You're no longer becoming a slave to him. You know, many times people will be thinking that they're, they're really doing something wise and don't know every time we, we fall short, of being obedient to God, we yielding ourselves now back to becoming a slave. That's true. When God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, He didn't want them going back into Egypt because now y'all selling yourselves back out to be a slave. Why sell yourself to be a slave when I brought you out so you can serve me? But instead, they wanted to go back into Egypt. They wanted to find some way to go back into Egypt. They got so used to the slave mind, and many people are so used to their slave mind. We're so used to I've got to. Everything got to be rough. I got to make everything a problem. And still to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. 
and let their bodies and their memory become instruments in God's service. So you want to yield yourself to God. Anything that God has for the body of Christ to do, they need to yield themselves to it. They need to stop trying to figure out and upset and all this kind of stuff. But it doesn't make really any sense if, if you yield your instruments as service of God, as service of righteousness. I'm here to do God whatever you chose me to do because you know what? I roll with your same likeness. I've been planted together in the likeness of your death. I rise also in the likeness of your resurrection. There's no different Jesus between you and me because we're the same when it comes to rising. We rose all by the glory of the Father. So Jesus rises by the glory of the Father. Listen what the Bible tells us very careful for verse uh, 6. He said, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Now, these are things that we supposed to know. Why do we hear messages that God wants to rule and reign in your life? When he started ruling and reigning, the old man, when you was baptized, the old man is being crucified with him. That old person you used to be, that old lifestyle you used to live, he was crucified. That's why Jesus went to the cross and he was crucified. It was a type of the old man being crucified. That old body of sin got to be destroyed. So God can raise up this new man. And it's funny how that we so we get so tangled up not to understand it when we still acting or we still uh, are communicating in a way that we should not communicate in. It's a sign that we're not allowing the old man to be destroyed. That old man should be destroyed. Our words should be seasoned with grace. Our words should be the word of God. We should yield to what the word says, not by what I think or how I feel and what I want to do and what I want to say just because I felt like saying it. That's a sign that I'm yielding to my flesh. I haven't died today. But if I'm dead indeed unto sin, I should be alive unto God. And the glory of the Father should, should raise us up and we should walk in the newness of life. We should be walking in the old lifestyle. That old way, that same old bitter acting all the time. That same old I can't stand you kind of attitude. Nobody can tell me what to do. That's not living on a new master. To live on a new master means I yield my members just as though we all desire our children to obey us and listen to us and yield to us, especially when you know you're telling them something right. You know why? Because they got to yield their members. It don't happen just because they are your children. It happened when they yield. They have to make a decision to yield themselves as an instrument to righteousness. They can yield to be a blessing or they can yield to be a curse. So the old man, he said, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. That old body of sin, that, that body of sin might be destroyed. Notice he called this a body of sin because that's what sin wants to live and dwell at. In this body, the body of sin, he called it the body of sin. He said that, but that old body of sin might be destroyed. It need to be destroyed because you know what? When it's become a sin body, and as the members operate it, because it's a sin body, I'm only doing what 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 my what what the, uh, the, the sin is commanding me to do. I'm under his. I'm still a slave to it. I'm a master. He's my master. I'm serving him. And this old body of sin, these instruments of this body is doing things that they shouldn't be doing. 
So therefore, he says, knowing this, that this old man's crucified, that body of sin might be struck, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So God is not, he's a God of our body. And how many know once the Holy Spirit takes over, over a body, the body will begin to start doing the things that God wanted to do. As the Bible tells, the body is not made for fornication. The body is for the Lord, and the Lord is for their body. And the Bible tells us if a person would take the temple of God or the body of Christ and, and, and we yield them and, and give the body over to things that's not of God, he say, him will God destroy. So what we're trying to say is this, this old body of sin must be destroyed, that we henceforth should not serve sin. The body of Christ, we as the body of Christ should be serving the Lord. We should be doing everything we can to serve God. Sometimes we're not yielding to the Holy Spirit. We're yielding to the flesh. We're yielding to our ways. And, and, and we, 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 we fail to understand that I need to yield to the Holy Spirit. It's time out for the body of Christ arguing and, and, and fussing over doing things that God commands us to do. This old body of sin, that it might be destroyed. Now, listen to this here. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, you know what I'm saying? If I'm dead to sin, I'm free from it. Once you accept Jesus, your Lord and Savior, once you set your heart and your mind to become an instrument in his service, and you're dead, you're free from sin. That means I'm dead to it, so I'm free from it. Anytime some, someone has died, they, 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 they're not, no longer under the obligation under God, under God obligation of something they did to because they did to it. When we are dead to sin, we're free from it. We're no longer serving to it. We all, all need the revelation of knowing that Christ Jesus came in my life so I can be dead to the sin, dead to the world, and be free, free from it. If I'm free from it, then I'm serving a new master. It's not for me to go and take the members of the body of Christ and join them to a harlot or join to do anything else. Because when I'm come dead to something, I'm free from it. When you become dead to it, I'm dead to lying, I'm dead to cheating, I'm dead to robbing, I'm dead to all this stuff. You become dead to sin. If you're dead, you're free from sin. You're no longer a servant to it. God don't want his people to be a servant and a slave to sin. That's your old master. That's the old man. That's the one that you crucify. That's the one that, that's that old body of sin that you, you put in death to. So now that you might be a new creature in Christ Jesus, old things have passed away. Now, listen to this. The Bible tells us, verse 8. Now if we be dead with Christ, notice that he said, if you be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Now, you know, if I'm dead with Christ, if I'm dead to the world, if I'm dead, dead and freed from sin or freed from death and, and sin has no more dominion on me, then I believe I should live with Christ. I believe the Bible said because he lived, I live also. 
He says that he forever lives to make intercession for his saints. It says in him is life. The life is the light of men. The light shining darkness, darkness couldn't comprehend it. The Bible called him the light of life, the bread of life, the fountain of life. See, because once we're dead to something, we don't live any longer in that because we're dead to it. Now, listen, very couple, verse, verse 9. He said, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Now, when Christ was raised from the dead, he couldn't die no more. There were many instances in the Bible where we saw where men and different ones was raised from the dead and they died again. Lazarus came out of the out of the out of the grave with his grave clothes on, but yet he had to die again. But when we look at Christ, he died and he could die no more. Death had no more dominion over him. Just as we as being the children of God now, by faith in Jesus Christ, death has no more dominion over you. Because in that he died, he died under sin once. In that he lived, he lived unto God. And we need to recognize and realize this, that he died. He said, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, died no more. See, we know that he raised from the dead. He died no more. Where, where is our faith at today? Our faith is in Jesus Christ. Why do we make prayers? It's in Christ Jesus. Are we just praying in vain? Are we just praying not believing that Christ arose? Are we in hope and standing every hour in jeopardy? As Paul spoke and said, if the dead rise not, why stand we in jeopardy every hour if the dead don't rise? See, because we have to recognize and realize that Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we shall walk in the newness of life. There shall have no more dominion over a child of God. Death don't have no more dominion over me. You got to yield yourself to that. You got to yield your members as an instrument as unto unrighteousness. Many people go back to the grave because pride and arrogance, too proud to say, I need Jesus, too proud to say, I made an error, too proud to say, I didn't do it right, too proud to say, I've been disobedient, too proud to say, I'm rebellious. Then they start yielding themselves and they start becoming back a slave and thinking that they're really hurting somebody else and they really becoming a slave themselves. They back under the dominion and the authority of, of sin. They becoming a servant to it again. But yield yourselves to God as those that are alive from the dead and death has no more dominion over you. Listen to this dearly beloved. The Bible says, for in that he died, he died unto sin once. Notice up. In that he died, he died unto sin once. That's all Jesus needed to do. He didn't need to die to sin two or three times. He just died unto sin once. Spiritually so, receiving him by faith in him, all we have to do is die unto sin. Once through Jesus Christ, baptized into Christ Jesus. And he said he died in the sin once, but in that he lived, notice that he lived unto God. In other words, our whole lifestyle, everything should be about I'm living unto God. I'm dying under sin. I've been crucified with Christ. I'm knowing that my old man been crucified with him. That old body of sin, that it might be destroyed. That henceforth I should no longer live the rest of my life as a servant and a slave 
to sin, but I can live under God. Why yield your members as an instrument to unrighteousness when you can yield them as instruments under God? As those that are alive from the dead. God wants us to be those that are alive from the dead. God wants people to see that there's life in us. Instead of them to see death working in us, they want to see life working in us. They want to know that we have died under sin once, but we are alive under God. Death has no more dominion over a child of God. Only when we yield our, our members as instruments to unrighteousness. Every day we have the opportunity to pray. Every day we have the opportunity to, to live by the word, to do what the Bible teaches us. Every day we have that opportunity. But it's up to us to yield our members. That's the reason why I can believe why when the Apostle Paul said daily, daily I die. Daily I pick up the cross and follow after Christ Jesus. He recognized one thing. I got to yield my member as an instrument unto righteousness. It don't stop the fact that sin is not trying to, trying to get a, a root in us. It's not that, that the enemy is not trying to use something to get you back into sin. But you got to yield yourself. That word yielding, I want to read that to you. That word yield means to conform to the will or judgment of another. So that means you're going to yield to one thing or the other. It means to bow. It means defer. It means to submit. So anytime you yield to something, you're submitting to it. When you yield yourself to sin, you become a servant of sin because that's what you're submitting to. So it means to conform to the will or judgment of another. Bow, defer, submit. It also means to furnish a give in return. It means to give over possessions of surrender. See, sometimes when you give, you're giving, you're giving someone the authority. You're giving them the power. You're giving them the possession of. Anytime we yield our members as instruments as to unrighteousness, you're giving, you're giving authority to that, that, that sin nature. It's taking the possession when you yield yourself to God. He's taking possession of your soul. He's taking possession of your body. Because you're yielding those members as instruments as to righteousness, just like you can yield those members as instruments to unrighteousness. See, God's word is just true and right all by itself. There's no lie of the truth. When God speaks something, he speaks it because he knows that what he speaks is true. All his word is yes. And it is so. Listen to this also. It means also to give way to pressure. See, we give way to pressure when we yield, when we yield ourselves to unrighteousness or whatever pressing us or pressure, we give ourselves over to that pressure. We give ourselves a force, a possession, or we give place to one that is superior. Now, whether it's God or the devil, you're giving yourself over to one that's superior. You can yield yourself to God, be blessed of the Lord, be risen with Christ, overcome death, hell, and the grave, or you can give yourself to unrighteousness and be bound 
by your enemy under the domain and the authority of sin and yielding your members. Look at the world today. Look how many people yielding their members of their body to unrighteousness as unto sin. Look at all the killing because someone yielded murder. Look at all the hatred and bitterness. Look at the church today if, they, if we don't stay on tune with God. We yield ourselves to a lot of bickering, hatefulness, bitterness, dislike, hypocrisies. Because we're not yielding to the Holy Spirit. All the things we're supposed to be dead to, we find ourselves becoming an instrument in the service of sin. And God said, don't yield yourself to that. Yield yourselves as servants of the Most High God. I come to serve the Lord and him only will I serve. That's the attitude that you want. Now, listen very carefully, dearly beloved. The Bible says in verse uh, 11, he said, likewise, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. So he said, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves, yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. You supposed to liken yourself, likewise, reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto sin. You know, people will spend time listening, meditating on the word of God. Seeking Jesus his way. You know, most people, you know, most of the time we just talk. We don't take nothing scriptural. Many people don't, don't see what the word says. That's why we want to flush many things that's not died. Because you know what? They are not allowing it to be crucified. It's just a matter of what I think, how I feel, and the way I see it. That has nothing to do with the crucifixion. Many people thought many things. But Jesus knew that I must die for the sins of the world. I must trust the Father to raise me from the dead by his own glory. It's the same as what we must do today. I must trust God to raise me from the dead. I must trust God when I go into his word and believe that I can, that by faith in his word, I can trust him. I can do everything that Jesus did. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my Father. I must trust that Jesus Christ was raised by the glory of the Father. And that also I can walk in the newness of life. All this is done by faith. We cannot put confidence in ourselves. We cannot trust in ourselves. We have to trust God at his word. Now, listen very, very carefully, dearly beloved. The Bible says, likewise, verse 11, Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed under sin. How many times that we need to know and hear, we need to reckon ourselves to be dead indeed, indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. People need to see the life of God being made manifest in our flesh. They need to know we've been crucified with Jesus. They need to know we've been planted together in the likeness of his death. They need to know we're also in the likeness of his resurrection. They need to hear the voice of God speaking through us. They need to see the will of God being wrought out in our lives. That is what's important. That we know that this old man been crucified with him. This old body of sin, that he might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. It's time to know, to know your God and to know your God 
and be strong and do exploits. We can contradict it. We can come against it, but it still won't work. Are you dying out? Are you accepting Jesus, your Lord? Are you becoming an instrument in his service? God wants you to be an instrument in his service. No longer. It's, it's a funny thing to me sometimes. I wonder why when it seems as though many of us come Christian, we get too smart. We get too, we get too bitter. We get it, it's things jump into us. We're trying to prove I'm a Christian. We don't have to prove anything. All we have to do is yield to the Holy Spirit. If you yield yourself as an instrument to righteousness and quit yielding to anything else, yielding to your feelings, Yielding to bitterness, yielding to jealousy, yielding to uh, look at you gotta put those things to death. And how do you do it? Being baptized into Christ. When you see none of those things in Christ, Christ died for all those sins. He died for all those sins. Jealousy, hatefulness, bitterness, envy, strife, sedition, hearsays, back He died that all those sins can be put to death in our lives, that we can be crucified with him. That we can live a life just like him. And it's Christ in us that does the work. Someone say, I'm just not strong. It's not about your strength. It's about the strength. It's about how you yield. No longer yielding to the pressure. Lacking yourself. Lack, likewise, reckon your own self. Look at him. He says in verse 11, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed sin, but alive unto God. See, reckon your own self to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Oh. Then he tells us in verse 12, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. This is your mortal body. Don't let sin reign there. Don't let it rule there. How do you know when something is ruling and reigning? That means you, you followed it. You obeying it. It's got dominion, authority over you. And we don't supposed to let it ring in our mortal body. We're supposed to be the, the, the dying of the Lord. We're supposed to be crucified with Christ. We both accept what Jesus did. We both accept his baptism. We both be planted together in the likeness of his baptism. We saw supposed to raise with him in the likeness of his resurrection. We're supposed to put on Christ, not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. We should put on all humbleness and humility of mind. See, let us be dead to this world and alive unto God. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. So don't let it reign there that you should obey it. See, if it reigns there, it rules there. Now, one thing I want you to know, people have made many mistakes. Some of us have failed and failed, fell short. But you know one thing? Don't let it rain there. Don't let it rule there. The moment God speaks to your heart, let the Holy Spirit take control. Ask God to forgive you. And if there's your neighbor that needs that you need to, to ask forgive you, then ask them to forgive you. Because you should not let sin reign in your mortal body. You cannot operate in this under the spirit of God when you let sin and rule and reign in your mortal body. You cannot do the things of God. 
when sin is ruling and reigning in your mortal body. That's why Jesus can raise up dead souls because you know what else? He put a death to all these things that want to rule and reign, and he puts life, life in his people. He's a restore. He's a repair. He's a reviver. He raises up dead souls, souls that was dead. Why was they dead? Sin had them dead. But Christ come to give you life. Oh, dearly beloved, it's a blessing. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust of Watch this verse 3. This is 13. This is my, some of my main ones. My whole one's about to close here shortly. He said, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. See, your members is these. Here's some members right here. My hands. Amen. My mouth, my tongue, my ears. Sometimes we yield our ears listening to stuff we shouldn't. Our tongue, we speak things we shouldn't. Why? These are your members that you yield as instruments. Amen. We like to fuss. We like to be angry. We like to say something to show how tough I am. Oh, this is nothing but nothing but the members that we're yielding as instruments to unrighteousness and to sin. When it was when we supposed to yield ourselves unto God or yield ourselves to righteousness. As those that are alive from the dead. In other words, we should yield to the right things in our, our members as instrument. The Bible said, let them have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. Well, we should yield these ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, not what our flesh is saying. Not finding some fault all the time because you don't like somebody. They don't do everything the way you want it to be done. If it's done God's way, that's what's important. It's not about us. By itself. It's all about us, but it's just not about us by itself. It's about yielding ourselves to what's right. We're yielding ourselves to all this stuff, and nothing ever comes out of it but more trouble, more problems. Watch it very careful. Watch when we yield ourselves to, as instruments of unrighteousness, and watch it don't do nothing, create more problems, more fussing, more arguing, more contention, more strife, more bitterness. As Abraham said, let there be no strife between thy herdsmen and mine. Well, the strife started with, with their herdsmen, but yet it's still, where did the strife come from? Because when people start looking out for themselves and forget about anybody else and, and, and don't care what they say to, to hurt somebody or try to destroy somebody, you know what else? They're yielding to their own, they're yielding at their bodies as, a, as instruments to unrighteousness. Not those that are alive from the dead. Not those that are children of God. Listen to what the word of God teaches us. He said, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness and sin, but yield yourselves, listen and tell us, yield yourselves unto God and those that are alive from the dead. See, we both yield ourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members, notice some your members here, your members is right. Your members as instruments righteous unto God. We supposed to be putting these members and yielding them as instruments of righteousness unto God. If it's righteous, we should yield to it. If it's unrighteousness, we shouldn't yield to it. Because we're yielding to dead things. 
the things that God has freed you from, you don't want to be yielding yourself to those dead things. This is the verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. He said, if you don't yield your members to this, sin won't have dominion over you. Many people wonder why come sin got dominion, why they can't pray, why they can't see God, why they can't do it. Because you're allowing the enemy, you're giving possession to your enemy to rule over you. And sin should not have dominion over you. How did he get this to me? Yield yourself to it. You yield yourself to that, that spirit of unrighteousness. And you became a servant to what you yield to. He said, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. And listen to verse 16. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself. This is what I've been telling you all the time. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey. His servant, ye are to whom you obey. So whoever you yield yourself as a servant to obey, whether it's obedient to righteousness or unrighteousness, that's who you're serving to. You're a servant to what you yield yourself to. It's time for the body of Christ to realize. It's time to yield to the Holy Spirit. Yield to the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yield to what Jesus is saying. God wants to raise you from the dead by the glory of the Father, that you should walk in the newness of life. That old life of you is gone. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed to the sin, but alive unto God. It's time to be alive unto God. Reckon your own self to be dead. No longer do you have to yield these members as instruments to unrighteousness. Pray and stay under the grace of God, not under the law, but under the grace. The law didn't make nothing perfect, but, the, but a better covenant. Did a better, a better promises based on better promises. Verse uh, uh, 16, and we're gonna go to verse 18, and I'm gonna close right there on verse 18. Know ye not that to whom you yield your service to obey, his servant you are to whom you obey, rather of sin unto death. So you're served to whom you obey. I don't care how people try to change it and place it there. You have to realize that I'm a servant to whoever I'm obeying. I'm either a servant of sin. And he said, rather of sin unto death. See, sin produces death. The wages of sin are death. But the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So every time we yield to sin, you know what you're doing here? You, 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 you're, you're obeying and you're becoming a servant, uh, you know, as a sin unto death again. And then it says, obedient unto righteousness. It's whichever one you choose. And I know tonight that many of y'all are choosing to be obedient, to be servants for the Lord, to yield your members as instruments as unto God and be alive from the dead. So death will have no more dominion over you. It won't have any more dominion over you. God is good. His gracious dearly beloved. But God be thanked that you were, listen to what it said, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that formal doctrine which has delivered you. So God be thanked that you were. We were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart. Notice what it says. That's why it's from the heart that you obey. From the heart, that form, form of doctrine which has delivered you. So it has to be a form of doctrine that delivers us. Amen.
That's when the Bible tells us to, to keep, uh, 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 we should listen to the sound of form words. We should listen to things that's, that, that it's a form of doctrine that delivers us. We should be becoming more and more like Jesus. But because many is trying to live this life on their own, trying to do it without Christ, trying to promote their own selves, instead of allowing Christ to be crucified with Christ, to accept what Jesus said, you know, and, and, and allow themselves to be blessed of the Lord. That's the reason why that we are not doing what God told us to do, because they said, but God be thanked that we were the servants of sin. But ye have obeyed from the heart. See, it's important. From the heart, that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Then he says in verse 18, being then made free from sin. How many know? Through Christ Jesus, through him being planted together in the likeness of the dead, also in the likeness of the resurrection, we being made free from sin became the servants of righteousness. You can't become the servants of righteousness unless you made free from sin. Sin is the transgression of law. So dearly beloved, it's so important for us to yield our members today, to yield our members as instruments unto God, as those that are alive from the dead, dead, we're dead in sin and trespass, but you have he quickened. He makes us alive in him. It's no such that people are what they're yielding to. You yield to unrighteousness, you're a servant of unrighteousness. Sin has dominion over you. It has authority over you. It don't suppose to have authority over us. If we say I'm a child of God and I'm still yielding to sin, it's because you are yielding to it and you're giving it control and authority over your life. And you don't have to. So dearly beloved, I tell you, I pray to God that you take this word and you think on it and meditate on what the word says because you find no fault in Christ. If you're dead with him, you should believe that you're going to live with him. If you've been planted together in the likeness of death, you should also believe that you should be in the likeness of his resurrection. In that he died, he died under sin once. In that he lived, he lived under God. Death has no more dominion over him. And death has no more dominion over a child of God. When you get in your members as instruments, as, as those that are alive from the dead, death has no more dominion over you. Only reason why people are going back into slavery is because, you know what, they're yielding themselves to it. Like the children of Israel uh, yield themselves to go back to Egypt, selling themselves back out for naught, willing to go back and to be in the bondage. Because they fail to realize they need to keep yielding themselves to God. If God trying to take you to the promised land, if he's trying to bless you, if he's trying to open up the wonders of heaven for you, no matter, look, you keep yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit. God is righteous, and there is no unrighteousness in him. So, dearly beloved, I want you to take that word of God tonight. Let that word so deep down in your heart. Don't try to figure nothing out. Just begin to yield yourself. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and recognize that I become a servant to whom I'm obeying. If I serve the Lord, I'm a servant of the Lord. If I serve unrighteousness, then I'm a servant of sin. I'm a servant of unrighteousness. But God wants you to be a servant of the Most High God. Lift your hands tonight. I'll stretch your hand toward this screen tonight. And I just want to pray for you and pray. And you let the word of God just penetrate down in your heart and into your spirit. And recognize, God, you are true. I don't have to live a life of death. 
I don't have to have, sin don't have to have no dominion over me. All I have to do is yield my, my instruments, my, myself to you, God, and I'll be alive from the dead. They have no more dominion over me because I'm yielding to the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. And we appreciate you right now, God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for life and I thank you for life everlasting. I thank you that God right now you have given us eternal life through you, Jesus. I thank you, Master God, that we are planted together in the likeness of your death. We should also be in the likeness of your resurrection. I thank you right now, God, your word is true, Lord, and every man is alive. God of the heavens, Lord, I thank you and we appreciate you tonight. And I pray for the souls of your people that hear this word tonight, that God of the heaven, they'll take it, Lord. And God of the heaven, they'll allow the flesh, the old man to be crucified with, with you, Jesus, that old body of sin, that he might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Now, we thank you, Lord, that we become the servants of you, Jesus. We thank you that you forgive us of our sins, that sin will have no more dominion or authority over us, that we are baptized in the baptism of your death, that like as Christ, you was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we shall walk in the newness of life. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Appreciate you tonight. And we just want to say we thank God once again that you took this moment and this time out to listen to this broadcast. And stay tuned in. And don't forget our television ministry, Sunday night at 1130. Get a friend, get a neighbor, get somebody to sit around the television with you and say, look, let's listen to what the word of God is saying. We need life in this hour and we need it more abundantly. God bless you in Jesus name. Bye bye.